Want to know how to take your home from lacklustre to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! Welcome to a special edition of the Find It, Style It podcast. I'm Scott Keenan. And I'm Lauren Keenan, a stylist and the founder of the Find It, Style It podcast. And today we are talking the block. The block. I feel like I need to start humming the theme music. La, 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 la. (laughs) (laughs) We've been a bit sort of addicted to the block this season, haven't we? Big time. So we're going to get into the block. We're going to talk about each of the contestants' apartments. We're going to give our predictions on winners. And we're going to talk about... The wall. Oh, the wall, yes, the wall. Not the wall around Mexico, right? No, not that wall, the other wall. Right. Follow us on your socials. Search Find It Style It. This show has been on TV screens here in Australia for what, since 2003, so 13 years with a bit of a break in the middle. There's been some good seasons, there's been some, some bad seasons, but this year in 2016 has been an awesome season of The Block. I think, well, for me, it come it came down to the type of building that they chose. So do you remember in the last couple of series they had kind of, there was the blocktagon, it was shaped like an octagon, and then it had... Which was an old hotel. Yeah, and it had really lots of angles in the walls, and then there was the glass house season, and, and you know, the... Things that the contestants did were, were good. They the worked the best they wasn't could. Much job. But this time around, it's an old um, candle and soap factory, and it's this beautiful building. And I think that's really old. really sort of set the tone then for what they can do and nice sort of simple shapes. And it, I think it just makes life a bit easier in terms of what they can actually do with the space. Right, so we'll come to that in a minute. But I think first, let's run through. Uh, the contestants for this year and talk about the styles that they've taken in. And you you talked about the style of the building and that has set or was supposed to set the tone for the uh, for the build. Some people have uh, followed that, others not so much. Um, so I think the people that have probably followed it most strongly, the Art Deco um, theme. Which is what they were tasked with at the start of the season, Well, it's right? an Art Deco building. So um, anyway. I so think there were things like the um, the architraves, the skirts. Doors. Um, doors. Corners. That they asked to be. Um, included somehow in the build. So correct. Julia and Sasha have done a great job of um, playing up Art Deco features and that's in some of the architectural features they've included, like the wood panelling that comes halfway up their walls, but also in their furniture choices and their choice of finishes. So I think they've probably kept most consistently to the Art Deco idea. Whereas Dan and Carlene probably took it a little bit too literally with lots of dark Initially, uh, timber. Yeah, they sort of said they, they, were phased doing, out. they were doing their their bedrooms in sort of true Art Deco and then they were moving into more of a modern style in their, their living spaces. Um, and then you had like the confused version of, oh, well, there's an old brick wall in the building, therefore if we expose it, we're being Art Deco, like Chris and Kim. Yeah, maybe they're being a bit more industrial. but any- Well, a few of them did that, to be fair. It wasn't just Chris and Kim, but uh, Chris and Kim did seem to have the most trouble grasping uh, in, in which ways they were going to show off Art Deco <laughs> style in their apartment. And you can really see that confusion, especially in the first you know few rooms that they did. Okay, so a great building in Port Melbourne this year, and we missed we missed a couple of couples there. Oh, we're going to come to them now, oh, but okay. I just thought it was worth pointing out that um, it, so it's a an old industrial building which was a soap factory, as you mentioned, and then it was later used as an office space, and they've converted it now into these six apartments with a big rooftop garden. 
it is an industrial area of Melbourne, and the median house price there at the moment is about $1.38, $1.4 million. And they've been talking in some of the publicity about the show that they're expecting well over $2 million for each of these apartments. And previous shows have gotten over $2 million, but they were in more attractive parts of Melbourne. Maybe it's the block factor that's sort of playing into that a bit. And, I mean, it is, seems to be a quite unique building for the area and, and what some of the contestants have done has been beautiful. So I think those factors push it up, but definitely the idea that it's on TV and we've all watched it happen, That's that's got to have an effect on the prices that you know are achieved. Yeah, and I think the size of the properties alone is a really big selling factor too, plus the huge rooftop garden, which is apparently the biggest in Melbourne. Yeah, it looks amazing. They've got all these, I don't know how many, I think it's around 30 oak trees up there on the rooftop that really? they've craned up. Wow. And um, it's supposed to sort of look a bit like a you know New York style sort of rooftop terrace, basically. Well, they've done a fantastic job of it. And um, there are five couples this year. Part of the success of this season, which is rated really, really well, it's been extremely consistent across four nights of the week for Channel 9. I think part of that's down to the people that they've selected to be part of the block. They're a cast. Let's look at it that way. Yeah. They've they've handpicked them because they know there'll be good value. Absolutely. And I think it's smart TV, but it's also entertaining TV. And hey, that's what we're all about, right? Yeah. Well, we spend a fair bit of time yelling at the TV over certain people. (laughs) And and sometimes some of the couples who you thought were good in the beginning start to really annoy you by the end of it and vice versa. So Yeah, well, you can only only pretend for so long, can't you? And then, yeah, your true personality really comes out and you get tired and you let your guard down, I'm presuming. Yeah. So. Let's start with uh, Will and Carly, who were the young couple, a.k.a. Dan and Carleen's naughty children on the block. <laughs> um, they did a pretty good job. They had one of the ground floor apartments, pretty sophisticated, lots of neutrals, and a real attempt at bringing in some of the Art Deco elements into their design. Well, look, I think they really struggled with the idea of Art Deco to begin with. Um, I really don't know where the confusion is. There's lots of information um, on Pinterest and Instagram about examples of great Art Deco, but Will and Carly did struggle. They really wanted their apartment to be industrial. And I guess you don't know till you arrive on the block what sort of building it's going to be. So, so they pre- preconceive their ideas, Just right? because your style is industrial doesn't mean it's going to suit the brief that you've been given for the job at hand. So they coined this term in deco. So it was like their take on industrial mixed with deco. <laughs> and I was, I mean, let's cast aside the term because it's pretty bad. At first, I was a bit unsure about how they were going to carry that off, but they just improved week after week and really stuck to their guns of this really consistent look that they've created in this apartment, and I think it's great. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, their kitchen was absolutely outstanding. They got 30 out of 30 from the three judges. And for me, I really liked the way that they used the the matte black, the golds and the timbers in their artworks and in their bedhead designs in their bedroom. And I thought, look, outstanding. Yeah, some of that intricate timber work, which they actually had all handmade by their builder, must have cost a fortune for starters. But um, I think that's a real style that they sort of have um, developed for themselves. And if they keep doing this, I know she works in construction already, but if they keep up with this, these kinds of developments, then I think they'll carry that kind of look through. i got a question for you, though. Mm. Who puts a fireplace under a TV? Yeah, I think they must have had a brain snap. Well, they had the opportunity to fix it. That was their redo room. Look, some people think they know better and they're not willing to take (laughs) advice from the judges, who, um, you know, two of whom are well known designers and one who's worked in publishing in in interiors for a very long time. But what what do they know? What would they know? Um, Doesn't make sense. I can see the bottom of your telly pretty much melting. Melting. 
I'm sure the new owners, whoever they will be, will, will need to get on to that. I'll have to sort that out. Dan and Carleen were above them, and this caused much drama throughout the uh, throughout the series. They're the, the baby boomers, a.k.a. the bullies from the block. Yeah, look, you wonder how it's edited together, the whole, the whole show. And, and like we said, it is a cast, and people are cast in certain roles. There did seem to be a little bit of bullying there, a little bit of talking down, I think, to, to Will and Carly from Dan and Carleen. And these guys were an older couple. They've been... Um, renovating themselves, their own properties for a long time. I think they said they've done eight properties. Eight, yes, eight renovations. And you could see they do know what they're talking about, but they, I think they had a lot of trouble getting up to speed with the pace of the block. Yeah, and the you know technology aspects and how quickly you need to be able to research and get out there and buy. Carleen was another example of someone who had an idea in her head of what she thought had worked for her in the past on renovations, and it probably did work yep. really well. But then how do you translate that experience into what's being asked of you in this quite specific type of building in a specific part of Melbourne that has a certain style? And I think it took her a little while to find her feet. And I think she did. She had some great, you know, both of them had some great rooms, but it took a while. And they spent some coin to get there. They got an extra $40,000 on entrance to the block. They uh, had forty grand in a safe inside their block. The vault. In the, in the vault. vault. And that got spent within the first couple of weeks on on one of their bathrooms. I think they spent an absolute bomb. By the end of it, you know, if they hadn't have had that extra money, they would have really been in some serious trouble. But they did get there in the end. They started to work it out. They started to get their style sorted. They started to get more comfortable with the block. And I think they've delivered a pretty decent apartment in the end. Yeah, and I know we're going to talk a little bit later about who the sorts of um, buyers we see for these apartments. And I think Dan and Carleen's apartment is definitely suited to a certain type of buyer, and that's probably someone like them. Okay, well, one of my favourite, probably my favourite couple on the block this year in contestants were a couple of school teachers that have no idea what they're doing, Andy and Ben. <laughs> Comic relief, if nothing else. Yeah, but for a couple of young blokes who didn't have much of an idea about um, design, decoration um, or building, you know, they're, t- they're teachers, right? Well, here's what I loved about Andy and Ben. They clearly were having the best time being on the block. I think towards the end when they ran out of money, it got really hard, but their first few rooms where they had the cash to spend, you could see they were really enjoying their experience because they were coming up with really different ideas. And I think you can definitely tell the people on the block who are loving being there because they are more creative. They're, they're thinking outside the box. And the boys definitely did that with – they had some interesting little glass inserts between en-suites and bedrooms um, and between walk-in robes and bedrooms and just things like that. They found interesting little ways to bring in a deco vibe um, without going to old school. Yeah, and for me, they probably overdid the decals on the wall and the huge artworks of you know yeah. local maps and all Look, that sort of stuff. That can but... get a bit kitschy after a while, and, and I think if I bought that apartment – Really, honestly, that would probably be one of the first things I would change. But it's a reasonably sort of cohesive blank slate that you could walk into and you could probably make your own more so than any any other apartment on the block. Yeah, very, very neutral, quite masculine. I know all the furniture comes with the sale. You've got to remember that, don't forget. But once you buy the apartment and you move in and you personalise it a little bit, you know, you can change that masculinity to something a little bit more female friendly. So the top floor of the block this season oh God. is where there was all of the drama. Julia and Sasha and Kim and Chris both have penthouse suites. Well, um, Kim and Chris's is considered the penthouse because it has the, well, we're supposed to have the, the most enviable view. Um, they got first choice. They picked apartment five, which was supposed to be the jewel in the crown. Best view of the city. 
Yeah, but uh, like you said, drama, drama, drama. Yeah, unbelievable. And one of the the highlights and I guess the sort of focal points of the season was about... The view. The view. And and the wall that these two um, uh, couples had to share, which was a a load-bearing wall that sort of sat between the apartments, right? No, well, it was on the outer edges and it either had to be on one outer edge or the other. They could have um, shared the amount of wall that was on each side. But as we know, it didn't quite go to plan like that. And Julia and Sasha got in early and and asked to have some of that wall removed so they could expand their view. And, and, you know, you can't fault them for doing that. When they asked the question, they didn't know that it was going to disadvantage Kim and Chris. Who they were getting on really well with at the time. Oh, it was all happy families. Amazing people. We've made some lifelong friends here on the block. (laughs) Of course. Because they all do after two weeks, you know, but whatever. (laughs) And it all went so pear-shaped within one episode, basically. Yeah, so it took them two days to decide whether or not they would. So, so Once they found out it was going to disadvantage Kim and Chris, that's, yeah. And Kim and Chris came to them and said, look, we also want to share some of the view. Can we share some of the wall? And it took them a couple of days to decide. And they basically decided it's a competition, sweetheart. No sweets, can do. not sweetheart, sweets. sweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's competition, sweets, and no can do ski. Yeah, I liked how um, Julia and Sasha did the whole sweets thing. It was either sweets or it was really calling each other horrible names, which we won't say on the podcast because we might get an explicit rating from iTunes. Yeah, correct. Can I just put something out there, though? Sure. Kim and Chris, I'm sure they're very nice people. I'm not sure if having the extra view would have really saved their living space. No. Look, I agree. And watching The Block and wanting to talk about them today – I don't really want to talk about their apartment. I just want to talk about them and how they went from starting out nice guys to really ending up the villains of the block this year. Because that's their story. Well, that and that's well again. That's how it's being cast and edited. How, who? How do we really know? But um, no, but nobody spoke then for another eight weeks or so. So there was serious bad blood there. And a lot of it's pressure cooker. They're under a lot of pressure. Compressed time frames. TV cameras in your face. And you've got your own stuff to deal with and then you've got this sort of fight going on because you're having to spend all this time together as well. I, I kind of get it. But also Kim seemed to relish the fight. She was she was all about, oh, no, I'm not. I'm just not going to get involved. I'm, you know, wash my hands of them now. But when she had the opportunity to become forewoman and treasurer, she says it was, you know, I only put my hand up because no one else was. But I think she really did it so she could have control and potentially – well, screw over the people that she didn't like. Yeah, and, you know, all is well that ends well. Uh, it's a, it, it is a competition after all. But and and that they, they sort of kissed and made up without apologies. So whether it was a real makeup or not, I'm not sure, but they're, they're moving on. They're moving on. Let's move past it. And perhaps we should do the same. Yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good wrap on the contestants and their apartments. Um, quickly, the best best rooms and worst rooms. And there have been a few good ones and there have been a couple of duds as well. Yeah, look, I probably have two for each of these and I won't go on too much about it. But best room for me, I loved Will and Carly's kitchen. Just so different. We haven't seen anything like that on the block before. And you know, What some- did you like about it? I really liked the black, actually, and I know it's quite polarising. People will either love it or hate it. But to me, it just felt really different. And when those apartments opened up and the curtains are open, they get such great natural light in there, even on the ground floor, that I think it's still going to look lovely during the daytime and really moody at night. So that's why I liked Will and Carly's kitchen. I also really loved Julia and Sasha's terrace. I know by terrace week, everyone was running out of money, so they had to really pare back what they were doing. 
that shows how actually how good they are when you don't have much money and you can still make a room look as beautiful as that did and it felt to me it felt really relaxing it felt like a lovely hotel space yeah it was really feminine really sophisticated and it was quite different to a normal sort of aussie outdoor space but also especially on the block we've seen a lot of like rendered walls and concrete sheeting and stuff like that over the last few series and there was a bit of that this year as well but theirs just felt just really relaxing and soft and i just really liked it i thought it was different so those two rooms were my best yeah well going with the theme the sort of the will and carly theme um as i mentioned before i really like their bedrooms i think they did a smashing job on um the sort of the art deco inspired bedheads and artworks in black and gold and timber if you haven't seen them well worth a look at on um on the block website i just really thought they were fantastic so different all the couples have their own instagram accounts as well which we might pop into the show notes and they have good photos on there of their spaces too perfect um worst rooms for me Chris and Kim's bathroom. Oh, can I ask for a point of clarification? Which bathroom? <laughs> they did have two bad bathrooms. So their first, uh, the their ensuite, their ensuite just was so off brief. Look, it was the first week. Everyone seemed to be, I don't know why, but everyone seemed to be utterly confused about what Art Deco was. Kim looked like she'd been looking at a Beaumont Tiles catalogue from 2011. But also it looked like something out of the Flintstones, like, you know, the, the colour palette was was so wrong, the style was wrong. Look, it was really functional and, and you can't knock them for their workmanship and their time management Agree. and their budget management. Like they were probably the best people on the block for just getting stuff done and getting it done within budget and time frame. I question the the choices they made with their finishes. Yeah, and look, I think they did uh, – they got a little bit better throughout the course of the uh, the block, so I shouldn't hammer them too much. But, but they certainly that... didn't get better in time for the master bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because that's my other worst room, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like – drop all over Kim and Chris here, but it, it just it just really wasn't good. They were still at that point not clear about what Art Deco was or how to use those inspirations to bring a modern bathroom to life with some Art Deco inspiration. You know what I always say about just choose one or two great things for the room. Don't try and do 50 million things because they'll all just be cheapened and yeah. nothing will look like the main feature. So they had the inset bath with the surround and they had the wood panelling and they had brass tapware and mar- you know, marble look, not real marble, but marble look tiles. And it was like, where do I, where do I look first? I was really confused. I think the boys deserve a mention as well, just for the terrace, which was described, I think, by Darren Palmer, one of the judges, as looking like uh, a jail cell or jail cell chic. I think they also use that description for their powder room too. Oh no, that was Kim and Chris's powder room. There was a bit of prison cell sheet going around this season. Yeah, and and the other one for me was um, uh, Dan and Carlene's hallway, which was a bit holiday in chic. And in fact, they didn't even finish. Dan and Carlene's hallway. I'm so they had like a, a a desk and a chair, and they sort of <laughs> they didn't even attempt to do their powder room. They just had a box of with a toilet and a, and a, and a vanity in well, it. Because that was the week that um, it all just got too hard. They decided to go to bed and Julia and Sasha went to bed too because they were pretty sure that their walls were bowed. In actual fact, <laughs> they weren't at all. Right. I think they were just maybe looking for a reason not to paint that episode. Yeah. Um, well, they found one. They, yeah. And, and in the end, if they had have painted, they, they would have won. won. You can definitely see, like you were saying with the boys, their terrace was not great and it came down to money. Like they worked really hard and they – of course, would have loved to have finished it, but um, just just cash. They ran out of cash, and that's why it looked the way it did. So that's a bit of a wrap on our best and worst rooms, and we've talked a bit about the Art Deco theme. You've got some views about how that was briefed up in the first place and then seems to have just kind of 
dropped off as we've got towards the end of the season. You could certainly see that contestants latched on to their particular interpretation of Art Deco. But yeah, the first couple of weeks, like the judges, all the judges were, all were saying, over it. it's like, that's not Art Deco or, you know, that's too Deco. And, and then week by week, it just trickled off. Neil Whitaker was the only one that came in every now and then and, and sort of commented that, oh, yes, there's a bit of deco-ness. I got a sense that the producers might have jumped in at some point and said, we need to tone this down because it's going to confuse the audience. We're going to polarise people. They're either doing too much art deco, not enough art deco, and they're being criticised for delivering something they can't deliver. I really think as well it's just a bit of a talking point. It's something, you know, the producers are probably looking for a bit of drama early on and, and the fact that nobody really knew what art deco was was probably a really good talking point. And then as we got to know the couples and, and their styles... You know, that kind of just drifts away. All right, so property is big bucks here in Australia. And in Melbourne, um, where property is booming, apartments going for over $2 million now apparently is is not um, an unrealistic expectation. And certainly for the block, mm. well makes over me, $2 million, right? Makes me feel a little sick, actually. <laughs> me too. It's I mean, it's apartment living now in our within sort of 5 or 10Ks of our CBDs is, is becoming out of reach for normal people. But at the end of the day, this is a TV show. They've put together some glamorous apartments. Who do you reckon's got the most saleable apartment? There's two couples I think that have probably on equal pegging for most saleable apartment for different reasons. The first one is Julia and Sasha. They're obviously up on the top level. Uh, they got the extra space for their, you know, their wall. They got to knock more of it out, so they've got a great view. Yeah, well done them. And I just think they've really um, come up with a design and a look that's really sympathetic to the building, and I think buyers will love that. Julia works as a property stylist. She's obviously got great taste. I think where they were criticised for not having enough soul in their rooms, they really addressed that as they went along. Yeah, and, yeah, and in the fix-up week. Yeah, and that dining, living, kitchen area, that's just – that's beautiful. Like that could that could be in Vogue Living or Bell. It's stunning. And I think they'll attract buyers who are maybe not baby boomers but not younger, professionals in their maybe 40s that just really love that beautiful, glamorous city style. So they're, they're my first couple. Will and Carly, I think, have an extremely saleable apartment. Don't think there are many 25-year-olds out there like them who could afford $2 million for no. an apartment like this. But I think... But there might be some people in their 30s who think they're still in their 20s. Yeah, I think there's definitely um, quite a sophisticated edge to their apartment for, for people so young, you know, putting it together. Agree. Even though they're on the ground floor, they've got a little backyard. And I think people are going to love that because... With a lawnmower in the shed. A lawnmower in the shed, you can have a dog more easily. You just it probably feels more like a house. Okay, so here's a question for you then. You've got two great apartments there, one on the ground floor that's sophisticated with no view but a really cool outdoor space, and then you've got a top floor apartment with views. What do you pick? Well, if I was pitching Julia and Sasha against Will and Carly, I'd still say in this market that Julia and Sasha's apartment would win for reasons like being on the top floor, but a range of other reasons. If I was pitching Kim and Chris's apartment against Will and Carly, who are on the bottom floor, I would say Will and Carly would would come out on top of that one. And I think it just comes down to a really cohesive design, that outdoor space. I think people might go into Kim and Chris's apartment and think, we're going to have to pay top dollar to get this penthouse apartment, but there's heaps of things in here that we need to change because we don't like how they look. Really, I don't know how much sort of advance notice the contestants get on the block. Is it is it really when they turn up on the day they find out where it is and what it is? But I think in real life, you know, you'd want to do all your research about the kinds of people 
who are going to buy the property that you're renovating, um, you know, how the market's sitting, that kind of thing. And that's going to inform how you do your renovation and the style that you use. All right, so there's only a few more days of Scotty and the Blockinator and Dan on our screens for be, 2016. It's going to be that big bang theory that's back on TV at the end of next week. <laughs> God brutal, help us, it? it is brutal. Uh, um, but we're going to come back and talk about the auction and how they all went next week. We will. Pretty excited about that, actually. I'm keen to see how they go. But I want to know first, what are your predictions? Can they crack the two million mark? Will anybody go over two point three or four? How high can these guys go? And who's going to win? Well, we haven't seen the reserves yet, um, so they've played it in different ways in different series of the block. We might see it on tonight's episode, or it might not be till Monday or Tuesday night's episode of the block. I think they will get over two million. Um, I think the reserves will be in the high ones, maybe low twos. So they got um, over the the course of the last two weeks, they've been working on this sixth apartment in the block and the, the challenge the, apartment, the, the challenge apartment, and the wins that the, the the top three couples, the top three finishers in each of those two weeks of work managed to get tens of thousands of dollars off their off their yeah. Um, so reserve. first first place has gotten twenty thousand, fifteen for second place, and ten for third place. So you really don't want to be finishing fourth or fifth. No, because you're running. not getting anything off your reserve. And if you're already um, in one of the apartments that maybe is already priced higher, and you're not getting anything off your reserve, it could be. I don't know. It's it's. Different years have shown up very different um, results in, in how it all plays out. Well, was it 2014 or 2013 when Dee and Dan Jolly won $10,000? That was their first uh, foray into, yeah, that's right. It, that was a bit of a, a dud that year. It was a disaster, but then they, then they came back um, the following season on like an All-Stars and they won over $800,000. I think the first time around they might have passed it in, didn't they? And Yeah, but and they sold it after the, auction for, yes, and they got $10,000 But one profit. of the other couples, I think it was maybe, was it Max and Carsten or someone? Mm-hmm. They only made 10000 Jeez. Yeah. Brutal, Anyway, eh? so sorry. Split that out over 12 weeks of work. Ask for my predictions. I think Julia and Sasha will win. I just think they've got the most cohesive, um, slick apartment that will appeal to the people in the area. Top floor. Top and top floor, and they've done a schmick job. And that kitchen is rammed full of high end uh, oh, appliances, super high end, like fifty grand's worth. Wow! So I think they will come out on top. Uh, then I think it'll go, maybe Dan and Carleen. I think they'll appeal to quite a wide set of buyers. I do too. Then Will and Carly, purely for their design and their backyard. The boys would be next for me, even though they have added the fourth bedroom and extra bathroom. So you don't think that that adds uh, substantially more value? I just question whether or not someone who wants to buy an apartment in fairly inner city Melbourne would want four bedrooms. Mm. I I just, I don't live in Melbourne. I'm I'm not totally familiar with the area, but I just question whether or not a four bedroom apartment in Melbourne is what people want. And who wants an extra bathroom to clean? Well, true. (laughs) I suppose if you can afford a $2.3 million apartment, you get a cleaner in. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm sorry to say, even though they've got the penthouse, I just think the design in Kim and Chris's apartment will let them down. And I think that will show on auction day. All right. So we'll see how those predictions hold up in the next episode of the Find It Style It podcast. We'll be back in a few days to, to recap how everything yeah. went. And as Lauren said, we'll include in the show notes all of the uh, Instagram accounts for the contestants so you can go back and have a look at all of their rooms from the last oh, what is it, 12, 12 weeks, weeks or so. Mm. And you can uh, judge for yourself which one you think will be the winning apartment in this year's season of The Block. Well, thanks for listening, podcasters, and uh, we're looking forward to updating you in a few days. See ya. Bye. 
Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.